The book of Yirmiyo in words is the longest book of the Tanakh. Not chapter-wise, but word-wise, which is really what matters. And it is the most personal of all the books of prophecies. Yirmiyo tells us a lot about his experiences and himself and his feelings about his prophecies. You see a person who, obviously a holy man, chosen by Hashem to be a prophet, and we'll already see from the beginning how God tells him, I chose you for this moment. But someone who's tortured by that role because nobody wants to hear his prophecy. He's very unpopular in his time. And unlike Yeshaya, who prophesied 100 years before the destruction of the temple, when things weren't that bad, Yermio is prophesying just before, during, and after the destruction of the temple. And emotions are running high, and people do not want to hear what he has to say. We'll see some of the craziest stories that take place. They lock him up. They put him in prison. Um, he's coming to the king. The king rips up his uh, letter, doesn't want to hear it. And ironically, who are the people that like him? The Babylonians. The Babylonians who are going to end up destroying the temple. They like this guy because he's saying that they're going to win. So when they come in, they kind of treat him well. When they come to destroy the temple, they kind of let him go. But he decides to join the Jewish people on their journey to Babylonia out of choice. And you just see in his life this incredible, incredible amount of intensity and pain and sadness and disappointment. And as we go through, we're going to go through major events in his life and in his fight against um, the apathy that the Jewish people are feeling. But ultimately, although Yermio is often known as a prophecy of doom, a prophet of doom, it's not like that. He does have to say a lot of harsh prophecies, but he also offers some of the most hopeful prophecies, similar to Yeshayo before him. He offers incredible, incredible hope and promise of the rebirth. So here we go. These are the words of Yermio ben Chilkiah of the Kohanim. He came from a family of Kohanim who were in a place called Anatot in the area of Benjamin, which is around the Jerusalem area of Israel, to which God spoke in prophecy in the days of Yoshiyahu, king of Yoda. We have to take a bit back. Remember the book of Kings? We were speaking about various different kings. One of the latter kings, who was a pious king, his name was Yoshiyahu. He brought back the Jewish people after they had lost their way under the king Menashe, who was Yoshiyahu's grandfather. They literally lost their way. They became all idolatrous. And now Yoshiyahu brought them back to the Jewish, uh, to Jewish faith. And in his 13th year of reign, God shows up and appoints Yirmiyahu as a prophet. Just for some context, for those who are joining us now, the first temple, the temple built by Shlomo Melech, which lasted about 400 years, was a time of split kingdom. There was the northern kingdom that eventually was destroyed. That was 10 tribes that was destroyed by the Assyrians. And the southern kingdom lived about 100 years after that, a little longer. And that was just the two tribes of Yehuda and Benjamin, Judah and Benjamin, and the Kohanim and Levi'im. And at this time, um, 
Yeshayahu, the prophet that we just concluded, he's prophesizing during the destruction of the northern kingdom and promising the southern kingdom they won't be destroyed. Eventually, the southern kingdom miraculously survives when God kills all the soldiers of the Assyrians. And eventually things calm down. And as we said, that we have the King Manasseh then for many decades who destroys the moral fiber of the southern kingdom. And then Yeshayahu comes up and brings the Jewish people back. So Jeremiah is a prophet, Yermiah is a prophet during the time of Yeshayahu, son of Ammon, grandson of Manasseh. And he's also a prophet in the times of Yehoiakim, son of Yoshiyahu, until the conclusion of the 11th year of Tzitkiyahu, son of Yoshiyahu, king of Yehuda, until the exile of Yerushalayim um, in the fifth month, which is the month of Av, which we commemorate Tisha B'Av at the destruction of the temple. So basically, he's a king, he's a prophet during the lifespan of many, many kings and during very tumultuous times. And this is what Hashem said to me, says Yermiyo. Before I formed you in the belly, before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. I designated you for a special role. And this is one of the most famous verses in Tanakh, which basically tells us that we all have a destiny. That it's not random. That when God puts us into the womb of our mother, he gives us a role. And before you emerge from the womb, I sanctified you. I literally gave you an incredible uh, role. I commissioned you as a prophet. I, appro- uh, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Navi lagoyim nesaticha. But uh, Yermio says back to God, we're not sure if he says this as an adult or as a child, I said, alas, my Lord, God, behold, I do not know how to speak. I am a lad. I'm a young man. So obviously he says this as a young man. And not, I'm not an eloquent speaker. So I'm talking back to God when God says, hello, Yermio, I'm, I'm God. And I appointed you as a role. Me? It's interesting. He says similar words to what Moshe Rabbeinu says a thousand years prior. This is not my role. And Hashem says to me, do not say I'm a lad. Because you're trying to avoid your mission. But rather, wherever I will send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not fear people as I am with you to deliver the word of Hashem. God sent his hand forth, obviously in his imagination, and touched my mouth. Basically, he felt like a hand touched his mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put words in your mouth. And behold, see, I appointed you today as a prophet over the nations and over the kingdoms, not only the Jewish people. Your prophecies will serve to uproot, to smash, to eradicate, to destroy, yes, but also live not vilintoa, to build and to plant. Okay, that's my mission. Now, here's my, another prophetic vision. Hashem shows up to me and says, What do you see, Yermio? I said, I see the branch of an almond tree, a shaked. Now, by the way, this is all the, what we read also in Torah, different customs, pinchas, matos, shmos. But this is a very famous chapter that we read um, often during the three weeks. So Hashem says to me, not every person would have discerned that this branch is an almond tree, but you have seen well. 
For I, have, I hasten, and the word hasten, shoked, is similar to the word amen, shaked. I will hasten my word and I will do it. So that's the message. Then Hashem was with me a second time. He says, what do you see? I said, I see a boiling pot. And its opening is facing towards the north. And Hashem said to me, from the north shall evil come to the inhabitants of the land. The Babylonians came from the northeast. For behold, I am calling all the families, nations of the kingdoms of the north. So says Hashem, and they will come. And each man will place his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem and against all its walls around and against all the cities of Yehuda. I will speak my judgments against the people of, of the Yehuda and all their evildoers that they forsook me, they left me, and they burned sacrifices to other gods and they bowed to, their, to gods that they literally made with their own hands, with their own handiwork. You shall gird your loins, basically get ready for hard work. You will arise and speak to them everything I will command you. Do not be dismayed because of them, lest I devastate you before them. In other words, you will not be able to stand up to them unless you rely on me. So hold on to me. And behold, I, I acknowledge it's a hard task, and therefore I make you a fortified, unconquerable city. I'm literally making you strong. An iron pillar, bronze walls against the entire land. To the kings of Yehuda, its princes, its Kohanim, and the people of the land. Yes, they will make war against you, but they will not prevail against you. I am with you, so says Hashem, and I will deliver you. So you can already imagine how he's being set up for incredible amount of disappointment and, and uh, fight. And this is only in chapter 1.